0: It's me, it's Brian, it's Street Fight. I'm here to talk about stuff. Everything looks a little bit different because as you know, last week, if you were following anything online, uh, at the worst, well, I don't think there's ever like really a good time for this to happen, but uh, somebody kicked the uh, window in at the office where we kept our stuff, uh, came in, and we had a door with a lock on it and they pried the door open or kicked the door open and uh, took everything. Like I had I had texted Brett to, you know, keep him abreast of what, what had happened. And he was like, did they get the, what did he ask me? Did they get the focus right? And I'm like, they got the mic stands. So yes, they got every, they, you know what they got? Yeah, I'll tell you what they got: the fucking surveillance cameras in the place. They stole the motherfucking surveillance cameras. Um, so they they got the surveillance cameras. They got uh, everything, and then the guy called me. The guy calls me, right? This this uh fucking commercial real estate rental guy or whatever, and he's like, uh, "Hey." Uh, I don't know if your producer which i told him jason's the executive producer because jason is currently now he is like whatever an executive producer is that's what jason is he's my right hand man he's second in command here in this uh thing and uh oh not all uncles said did you lose any legos no but they broke all of the ones that i had there like stored, I, they didn't even have to do that. I don't know why they would do that, but they broke all the ones that I had there stored. So now I just have a bunch of Legos. Um, but so anyway, he, like he's like, uh, do you know if your executive producer uh, wrote down the serial numbers for any of the equipment? And I was just like, who would do that? Like what kind of person nobody does that nobody and he's like well maybe the police he's like can you call and talk to the police um maybe if you have this the the serial numbers they can go ahead and uh, uh maybe they'll recover some of it and I was like motherfucker wait a minute excuse me one I don't I will never have the serial numbers for anything I own who I don't Oh, it's like when somebody says, what's your VIN number on your car? And you're, and, and you're like, am I supposed to have that fucking written down somewhere? I guess I'll go outside and look, you know? Um, I did not call the police. And, and you know, if we, had, if we had renter's insurance, there would have been an argument to be made to call the police and tell them what was stolen. There, there definitely could have been... A reason but we did not have insurance and there's nothing of any uh okay there's nothing of any value to anybody but maybe me and brett and uh our listeners more than anything is it's like all the memorabilia and stuff like that stuff's all still there um but the uh uh desks and the chairs are still there and like all of the stuff people have mailed us over the years and stuff like that like i I, that is stuff that i will probably at some point go and pick up and mail out to listeners so that they can have it and and stuff like that but like i was like i'm not fucking gonna spend time on the fucking phone with the police trying to fucking get the like they aren't gonna look for this shit why would they even so I don't think we're getting any of that stuff back the the, the guy is like just saying anything he can it's funny because because it's funny because you can tell that the guy is saying anything he can to tell me that his insurance isn't going to cover us without saying my insurance isn't going to cover you <laughs> like he just definitely was like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they could recover it. So, yeah, just, you know, it would help us out if you, I'm like, I ain't helping you. I don't have any helping to do. So, uh, we'll not be helping. Uh, he wants me to come and get the keys, the new keys. And I'm like, you can fucking leave it unlocked. What's in there? They stole the mic stands. They sold the goddamn boom arms from the microphone." I mean, what am I going to go get? Like cool t-shirts that listeners sent me. I mean, obviously there's a man cow t-shirt in there that I'd really like to get my hands back on. It says turd 316. And there's a couple of other things in there that I would uh, love to get. But like, I just, you know, I I I feel exceptionally bad about it. and And it's because I wanted to give all of that stuff to Brett. You know what I mean? So... That's something that like makes me feel shitty. I mean, we neither one of us could have made that happen. You know that that was going to be all his stuff. So I don't I don't know how that's going to shake out or whatever. But like, uh, we'll see. You know, I, I'm sure we'll be okay. I mean, obviously we got the call in show running. I, me and Jason, were Jason was able to get the call in show running, which I do want to say, um, in november 13th i think i'm gonna uh make some adjustments to the call-in show because it's just me and uh i want to be able to bring guests on i want to be able to bring people on screen i want to be able to bring stuff on screen play audio and talk to the callers about that stuff so basically what i'm telling you is the call-in show is going to turn into a real stream on November 13th, um, still going to come out as a podcast. For all of you that listen to it as a podcast, I'm going to have Jake cut out all the, you know, whatever. I'm, I have to learn all the Twitch etiquette, you know, like, oh, you know, this person did a sub or what? I don't know how any of that works. So I'm going to learn all of that etiquette. And uh, I'm going to have Jake cut all that out for the podcast. But I think people are going to like the uh, uh, newer version of the call-in show and uh i think people are really gonna like it and also screaming jay walkin said if any of the electronics were registered with the manufacturer you might have access to serial numbers they might have been but we didn't have renter's insurance so it would literally just be like if the cops found these specific things then they would send them to us but i i i don't know that they're going to do that you know like i they're not gonna find the stuff and um so yeah i'm gonna turn it into a uh uh, i'm gonna turn it into a stream i think it's gonna be really fun i think people are really gonna like it people have missed out on this wednesday stream uh uh, i have heard from people that were like really into that wednesday doing the wednesday thing i want to stream uh i really like the freedom of how the wednesday shows are working now so like it it helps me like uh this week your, your guest co host is going to be the guys from Seriously Wrong, S R S L Y W R O N G. It's a podcast that, for seven years at least, I think, um, for, for seven years at the very least, I think, uh, uh, they, people have been asking us to get together. They told me the same thing. I said, Yeah, you know, people have always wanted me to do something with you guys. And they were like yeah people have always wanted me to do something with you us to do something with you guys and i i was like uh you know while we're talking about it i go and it is nothing against you uh it's not like i listened and said i wasn't going to do anything with you uh i did it because i'm afraid of you uh that is kind of how things work you know uh this friday when (laughs) the fucking patreon (laughs) when the patreon content comes out on friday the uh October Bubble the Love Sponge, the uh, guest on that episode is John Gabris from One Hundred and One Ways to Die and or One Hundred and One Places to Party Before You Die, and uh, well, and uh, uh, the High and Mighty podcast, and he's been on Doughboys a lot and stuff like that. He's just like a super, really, really funny dude, and he, uh, Comedy Bang Bang. He's done a, he's done a lot of really cool stuff uh he's the guest co-host and um I asked him because uh generally when me and Chris start talking about who we might have as guests on the show I say Chris do you know this I said Chris do you know John Gabris?" and he responded to me and said uh yes and I said um uh he said yes I know who he is and I was like you want to ask him to do the Bubba episode and he said no I know who he is I've never talked to him in my life. And I was like, well, he follows me and he occasionally liked some of my tweets and Chris was like, you should fucking ask him. And so I uh, decided, okay, I'm gonna ask him. And I typed out the message and I stood there for a minute and I was shaking, literally shaking. Same thing happened when I asked Chris to do Shocktober. Same thing happened when I had Nick Weiger on the podcast. Like anybody, everybody that's ever been a guest. It just fucking freaks me out. You know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, I got the guest. I, I was like, okay, um, I'll go ahead and ask him. I asked him. He agreed to do it. It was very happy. And I sent Chris and my wife a thing telling them how cool it is that that Gabriel is doing the show and I said and I've summed up all the courage I'm going to have for the next two years so I will not be asking anybody else to do the podcast in two years uh because I'm too scared it just it takes everything out of me I gotta I gotta lay down on my fainting couch every time I ask somebody to be on the podcast so that was a long way to say Nick Nick Hayes called me, uh, Nick from Means TV. He gave me a call this week to talk about the Street Fight TV show and the documentary of the Hellfire Tour and all that stuff. And uh, I do believe if you're a Street Fight patron, on October 30th, you will get to see the first 20 minutes. Uh, you will get to see the first 20 minutes of. Um, You'll get to see the first 20 minutes of the the documentary about the hellfire tour where us uh the sams from district sentinel radio and uh the trailbillies went on tour uh around uh like it was in the we went to the dsa convention during it there's a lot of stuff and you'll be seeing that with us driving around on tour you'll get the first 20 minutes of that on halloween and then i think in december is when you get the full show, and in two weeks after the full movie, you, get the t- you start getting the TV show. I do believe. That is, that is as far as I understand it, that's, that's how that stuff is going to happen. But uh, he's the one that talked to me about having the, he said, hey, have you watched the Poppin' Boy, which is a show that the guys from Seriously Wrong did, and uh, it's good. It's on Meets TV. You should check it out. It's very funny. I, I uh, watched it today and um it's really good it's like if you're listening to this show you probably would really like it um and i said no i i've never listened to their show or or seen their thing but people have been you know telling us we should have them around have them on or do stuff with them for years and uh he got a hold of them and asked them because i hint at what i want and then hope that somebody picks it up and does it it's called passive-aggressive and uh, maybe some of you should look into it. I think we should answer some phone calls. Enough uh, of me, but I will say I'm semi-proud of myself currently because we are 13 minutes into the show. I haven't taken a call, and the show doesn't suck as far as I can tell. I'm, I'm able to do longer periods of time without... I'm able to do longer periods of time without taking calls. So that's something by myself. Uh, Let's do it. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Uh, Don't talk yet. Real quick, is the first call Hank or Bear in the chat? They're asking Timmy Fireball. I would love to help, uh, but it's a cheat if I do it. So don't talk. Person on the phone, everybody type in the chat right now who you think it is. And I will get you in the second uh, person that's on the phone. Do not talk. Don't cheat. Okay. Um, we got a Hank. We got two Hanks. We got two Hanks, and then a bear. Bear Hank. Okay. You can talk. List caller. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh oh. I can't hear him. You're allowed to talk now it's Hello. hank hey everybody it's hank it was hank all you all the hanks win um how's it going hank, hey,
1: hank. Hey, man, going crazy out there uh good thank you that was fun i did a drum roll that's what that noise was if that i don't know if the mic picked that up or not but uh yeah man uh i've, I've become uh, my worst my greatest fear which is to be predictable so i apologize to everybody i'm gonna have to up my uh my uh
0: chaos points you know i don't want to be predictable you i don't want to predict moves you gotta be sneaky yeah, i, I mean here's the thing here's the thing i know if it's you or bear and i'm gonna tell you why because um i can tell how many times you've called on the uh, uh screening program on the call screening program i see how many times you've called and yeah. you and bear have roughly I think bear has a little bit more than you, but you guys have a higher number of calls. Like, cause like, uh, there's one person that's called twice one that's called three times and the other people have never called. So.
2: Good. That's good. you got, you got, uh, you're dialed in. You got the forensics, the powers
1: of deduction. <laughs> um, that's what I do.
0: The, I know uh, you were on hold last week, I'm, Hank, and I'm very sorry to have wasted your time.
1: <laughs> no, I, I try to get out early cause I, I, my nerves go a little crazy while I'm, I don't like being at the end, which I mean, that's fine, but I just, it's, it, it, it's, it's a better emotional experience to get it out of the way, you know, so it's, it's more fun to listen to the show afterwards. Um, so I call, I like to call, I just call in without even really seeing that you're online and it answered. And then I check your Twitter after about 10 minutes and you guys got robbed and I was like, fuck. So that sucks. Yeah. I, I had a, well, yeah,
0: it I had a, funny. Uh,
2: go ahead.
0: It was pretty funny because I, I you know, well, not funny, but uh, I come walking in and it's like uh, I go walking in and I'm like, "Did Brett take everything?" Uh, but that would have been so pointless for him to do because I was totally a hundred percent willing to. Uh, well, I had told him I wanted to give him all the equipment because I don't really need it for what I'll be doing. You know what I mean? And uh, I feel like shit that it got taken because. I I don't know you know how it is I mean he is being paid out for a while like for a long time so it's not like he's getting nothing but in my mind I feel like you know I got everything so who knows I don't know that that's just in my mind that I'm of is uh uh you know not his or anybody's so my mind is always harshest on me as a person (laughs)
1: Yeah, you'll your you're, you're gonna your brain likes to pick up that and play with that um, awkwardness, even if it's not true. You'll just sort of think about it because the timing is just weird. Because you know, it's like you guys are uh, a divorced a divorcing couple, sort of, and then you're a big kit of stuff gets robbed, and that just adds a lot of weird weirdness to the whole situation. It's,
0: uh, so that's it's funny sucks. because it's like I go go it, it's well i'm saying it's first of all that delay uh that was there was there because we were going through a few computers now we're just going through two computers jason is hosting it and i'm doing it so i think it's very uh, i think the delay is going to go away a little bit um but uh what i was going to say is that like um you know i don't know it's it's hard it, it you know I've, I've been with the same woman since i was 19 years old so i've never done any what i'm saying is i've never done anything like this other than when i quit my job which i actually last night was hanging out with my buddy aaron uh for people that listen to everything elite the wrestling podcast i used to do was aaron bentley uh he's a sweet guy he's he's actually been on the show a few times he uh was a lo- he is or he's a lawyer that helps incarcerated people um you know with whatever incarcerated people would need and uh you know his wife wa- i don't know what his i don't know what his girlfriend or wife does but uh they're quitting their job so that they can sell vintage clothes and i, I was like so super happy for them you know I even gave them a bunch of my old hypey shirts that uh that I had that I was just going to get rid of anyway so that they could sell them and make a a a decent amount of money I mean you can probably they're very faded but they were like oh no people like faded and I'm like "Mm, that's different from when I grew up uh you did not like faded and uh so I gave them some shirts that I think they're going to be able to make a, a a pretty decent amount of money off of like faded Supreme shirts and, and neighborhood and, and Bape and, and some stuff like that. And, uh, they were telling us what they were going to do. And I felt like I, 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 I like was hanging out. We hung out with them last night. Me and my wife got food with them. We hung out at their Airbnb and cause they were like right in the neighborhood. And then I walked home, we walked home from the Airbnb cause we, we lived like right around the corner from where the Airbnb was, and I laid in bed all night thinking of thinking about how annoying I was while we were hanging out with them <laughs> I could not stop thinking about how annoying i was. was like I had to be the most annoying fucking guy in the world so uh i'm just I, I just am a guy that I just think i i don't i don't know I think it's possible that like i i am almost cured of whatever it is but i i do hate myself uh but i'll get you guys i i will actually say the name of the site when he gets those shirts up if you're interested in in some uh, it's like anti-social social Social club palace uh i think he's keeping the bape shirt i gave him um and it's all real it's it's i bought it on stockx, so it's been verified and uh supreme so if you're into that stuff i think he's going to be selling some soon and i don't think he's going to sell it for extremely tons of money so a little something for you um so what's up hank how you doing
1: i'm doing good i, I i'm sure they were all uh, up at night that night uh talking and thinking about how annoying you were too i'm sure all, all, all I the agree other people, the three others they were just uh you ruined I'm annoying, four right? people they I think you that, what that you're makes, annoying and they
0: suck each other i have Horsely a theory Hank. to each other i actually have a theory hang you suck that uh you're so what annoying. makes me <laughs> i think that what makes me good at what i do is also annoying it, it's like that i am annoying that and i i think that's like everybody who does it i think that like okay i have met a ton of musicians on all levels of the music industry um and the lead singers that i've met not not anybody that plays instruments actually no that would be untrue because riley gale was incredibly nice to us and he was a lead singer uh but they're the musicians seem fairly normal They, they don't bug me they're not as annoying but almost everybody that i've met in comedy and is like just by virtue of what they do you're just kind of like okay yeah you know we can't hang out all day because we're both gonna go insane because we we just you know there's something about people who want to be the center of attention that a lot of them can't hang out together at the same time <laughs>
1: yeah it's uh, it's like um some birds are like uh, group birds and some birds are like uh live by themselves birds you know and like i think that's what that that is it's like they have weird i i also know a lot of comedians from my uh my um origins in the uh, entertainment world and so i uh, i kind of understand what you're saying in a way that, you, that is pretty deep I I, I share your uh, viewpoints on on myself. Like I've also uh, often worried about things or or being annoying or having said the wrong thing or being the awkward person or being uh, the guy at the party who wanted them to turn the music down (laughs) because I get overwhelmed by that kind of shit too, like very easily. Um, And uh, like I've often thought like too, uh, like if uh, in a dating situation, for instance, someone I would date, either I'm very annoying or very funny. You know what I mean? Like if you get my sense of humor and my kind of vibe, I can, I can bring it for you. Although I'm not one of those assholes that's always on. I, I find that like that's like the most insufferable kind of comedian to be. But uh, I can be I, I'm really funny. But if, if my vibe isn't working, if, my, if, my, if you're not catching my frequency, then I'm super annoying. Then I'm just kind of like a weirdo who has a bunch of strange opinions and odd impulses and all kinds of stupid shit to say. Um,
0: so, yeah, got to find the right got to find the right people, you know. I quit stand up. You're not annoying because you did. Yeah. I quit stand up because I found the other comics to be annoying and not because I I don't think I care that they were on necessarily because I do think like, so the hellfire tour where we were at the Trillbillies and the Sam, one of the most fun 18 days of my life. You know what I mean? We're, we're hanging out with a bunch of people. We have a lot in common with and you know having fun and and goofing off um but something I hated when I was doing stand-up was that a lot of the comics didn't like talk to you like they're human being like they talked to you like they were doing their bit to you and there would be a lot of times where we'd be sitting at a table and a guy would just come up and be talking to us for like you know 15 minutes and 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 we're like oh we're having a really good conversation and then he would go on stage and say the same shit that he said to us while we were having the conversation we're like oh this guy's really funny and interesting then he goes on stage and does the same shit he's like well motherfucker was doing his act to us that's the most ruthless thing you can do um so i always hated that i i just made me so I could not stand uh, uh the other my peers in that world The podcasters are a little bit different because you know a lot of us started me I'm one I'm somebody that this happened to do because I started I podcasted for like three years before I did stand up doing something totally different uh and I started podcasting because I was afraid to do stand up like to t- I was afraid to get on stage so like I felt like well you know the career path in 2011 10 was a little bit different than it is now but I sort of felt like well if we do a really good podcast somebody will hire us to be on the radio and uh that's why a lot of the early years of this show were so like local and like they were a little more ohio-centric because it just kind of felt like like well if we can get a job on the radio they'll like pay us enough to pay our fucking bills you know but the whole time i was thinking that i was thinking like i don't want to do morning radio uh i don't i don't want to get up that early in the morning you know that's something I am intimately familiar with is morning radio and, and, you know, that shit starts at, well, I actually don't know what time they, you know, it starts at six. So you got to get to work at like, you gotta get at like two thirty in the morning. I ain't fucking doing that. That's no life. It's stupid too, that they do it now anyway. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I wanted to work on the radio so fucking bad. I wanted to be in a studio and, uh, then it happened like what happened happened you know i ended up making a living doing this and uh uh it wasn't in any way how i pictured it at all what what even what the job was like none of it was how i pictured the job which i think is the funniest thing in the world for me to think about now is uh what i thought a job in entertainment uh uh would be is not actually that it's the you know i i've said this before but i thought you know you'd see the comedians you'd see seinfeld you'd see you know fucking i don't know all the all the comics that were famous at the time and i'd be like man they must be in meetings like all day and all night they just run him from here to there from here to there and it's like no they don't fucking do anything they they basically sit around all day and think wouldn't it be funny if <laughs> which is fun i love that that's yeah. a great job <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's like a dream i mean so i started out doing stand-up in 2009 in chicago and i did it like five or six nights a week for four years before i moved to los angeles um and it turns out that was a giant mistake i probably should I, I i can tell i can look back now and say that i would have had a whole a much better life if i had stayed in, in, in chicago but um yeah so like i've been around a lot of these kind of situations you're talking about like uh stand-up and Sitting around and hanging out with so everything you're saying is re- is really resonating. Um, I've I've often also fantasized about having that kind of uh, security of a successful like stand up job or meaning like where you're headlining and you just have to sit around and think about what you want to say. I know those years are sort of over, you know. Like every comedian now is always online and making content and tweeting and you know podcasting. I mean, I mean, I'm sure some are able to spend the days. You know, like I bet Brian Regan probably has pretty decent days, you know, nice lunches and stuff before he yeah. goes on his big shows. But, um, you know, that seems awesome. But like, I'd also love a job on the radio. I, I started podcasting in 2010 and I always just had this brain that it seems fit for like talking and all that stuff. But on the other side of like this is all the technical crap that you got to learn, like uh, plugging shit in, turning stuff on and then video editing and then putting crap on YouTube and twitter and everywhere else so i've got all those skills because i worked at the young turks and i did a whole bunch of stuff that way um so i'm still sort of plugging away at it all but i've also been stumbling over all my own mental problems over the last several years uh a lot of them kind of similar to the stuff you talk about like feeling awkward and hating yourself like i hate booking people on my show and like i i i kind of i can't stand doing um i i mean i do it but like i would love to just sit down and talk and then someone else does all like the posting it and putting the crap up and all that stuff. <laughs> um, Cause I very much like over how I'm going to fuck everything up and I get in my head. Um, but like, do you ever think like, w- would you like a job like a, a daily Monday? I know you said you wouldn't want to get up in the morning, but would you prefer what you're doing at the podcaster? Cause I look at like Chapo. What are they? I mean, I know they do between shows and stuff but two 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 or three episodes a week for the kind of money they make that seems like that's preferable than a five day a week radio career you know plus i mean different special projects yeah you know, things that kind of come along yeah but best, you best.
0: yeah it's different though for even guys like for guys like that uh even i'm on such a lower level than those guys even though we're like right. friends and stuff um People think that it's like a super, yeah, I just, you know, you do three shows a week and and that's it. And uh, it, it just, it never works out that way. It doesn't work out that way for me a lot of times. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work out for me to just work two days a week, which is all that I generally would have to do. Well, three, three days a week, I always have some other thing. That has to get done, you know um I have to very much like I have to make sure that I don't know i I always have something, I always have another show to do it's fucking crazy that uh uh you know I'm always doing a guest spot or something like that, and uh it's uh it 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 is like um it's fun a lot of times, but sometimes you get just so tired of it. You just want to like when I'm done doing this show and I go in my room and lay down, I, I feel like I just went to work, you know, I mean, I'm beat. Yeah. there's something about like talking like this, uh, uh, that isn't like the kind of talking you do at a party or anything. And it, 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 it is usually you're talking more and I'm just beat by the time I'm done. And those guys that those radio guys, um, you know, they were, they were doing much longer shows than I am. And, uh, but they had staffs. They like all had a s a a a staff and, uh, but yeah, it's the, it's the feeling that the time you start to feel like you start to get, you just feel tired. You just want to fucking lay down as soon as you're done. And it is yep. funny. Uh, uh, Dog Huffer in the chat said the secret is coffee. But the thing is, like, I record it. I record during the day more now, but generally record at night. So I can't drink coffee or anything with, with caffeine in it because I won't be able to fucking go to sleep. Um, and I generally get done and I just, I just go fucking lay down in my bed and watch. Right now I'm watching like uh, Foreign True Crime documentaries uh for some reason wow. so into them yeah like like i'm watching this this one about a norwegian cop um that is like also a i don't know exactly what he did oh drug smuggling uh hash he was smuggling hash and um i fucking love it man because it, it's like norway i don't even half the time i don't even know what the fuck they're talking about You know what I mean? Like, half the time they'll be bringing up some Norway shit, and I'll be like, uh, uh, they'll be like, yeah, you know, the, this section of the Norway police. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that, I don't know what the Norway police do. I don't know shit about Norway. Um, but the, the documentary kind of makes me want to, uh, go to Norway now, even though the weather, I, so I watch these two things, okay? Um, I watch these two things I watch uh uh yeah I'm trying to figure foreign true crime and foreign sports documentaries and the foreign true crime is always the weirdest stuff and uh uh but I'm also watching the show called Bad Sisters on Apple TV plus one of my streaming services um and it takes place in Ireland and um I'll say this. It takes place in Ireland, and the weather there does not look good to me. It looks like it's a little bit windy there, which I hate wind. You know what I mean? I just, wind is the worst shit in the world to me. I wish there was no such thing as wind. Um, and uh, uh, the it just looks like, like fall there all the time. So, oh, if people want to know about my foreign true... Con- true crime documentaries. Uh god, okay. Uh one's called Mr. Good, I think it is. It's on Netflix. And another one is called uh one of them's uh uh called Killer Ratings and it takes place in Brazil. It rips because it's about a guy. So this guy has a a a a TV show. And the gimmick of the TV show is that like, hey, I can i i you know fuck these criminal you know what i mean it's like a reactionary tv show about crime and uh they somebody started to notice and and the guy that is on the tv the host of the tv show is in whatever their house of representatives is you know what i mean i don't know the name of it um but he's in it he's a representative and um he's the host and Basically, like they started to notice that like this TV show was showing up to crime scenes. Um they, this TV show guy was showing up the crime scenes, and the motherfucker is like there first. And he get he they find out that there's a good fucking chance that he's having the people killed. <laughs> so that he can get there first and it's like the fucking craziest thing but it also that's framed like he could have been framed by a, a guy that was running a pedophile ring which is just nuts um it is it is a a killer ratings is good uh but I do love the idea of a guy that's like ah oh, man you know uh none of good crimes happening I'm going to go, uh, make some crimes. (laughs) It was like a son, I think was shooting people and shit. There's another one. Uh, there's one more, it's a Mexican one about a woman who was, uh, uh, sold like weight loss creams where she would say like, rub this on your tummy and in three weeks it'll be gone. And like, uh, people started to be like, I, I (laughs) yeah, I would buy it. People started to be like, I think that's a scam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, she got in trouble a few times for like embezzlement and shit like that. I don't know. It's just, I, true crime in America is like, it always feels to me like they're like, oh, the police don't miss nothing or the police miss everything, but they're still trying the best they can. You know what I mean? Like that, it's the two, the two true crime stories in America are the police are doing the best they can but they can't get everything or the police fucking get everything. And um, it's just, you know, not as good. Whereas if you look at other country, uh, when you look at other countries, it's like, they're just like, and you know, this is me as an American saying this, but it's like, people don't have in other countries. It doesn't seem like they have the same faith in their police that we do. Uh, not me particularly not or the listeners to this show but you know what i mean right
1: yeah the propaganda here is is like paramount it's like part of our culture
0: yeah and it is like you'll never get away with murder is is the thing that like i always you always you always like i don't know it's like when somebody robs a bank and you're trying to like you're like how many people get like how many people so okay the the street fight office got robbed right uh they got away with it and like m- i would think that most robberies like that they just get away with it it's not even a big deal they, why how would they ever get caught you know
1: well maybe if the motherfuckers would write down the serial numbers
0: maybe we'd have a chance of fighting back against these these scoundrels Oh, I don't want him to go to jail anyway. You know what I mean? Like I've been robbed before at gunpoint and didn't tell the cops anything. Just not a guy that like what if they I start just better podcast than that like kills. And they're like, We were using Street Fight Radio's gear for our podcast. I fucking That'd kill him then. Then I'm calling the police and throwing him in jail. Um yeah, no, there I I I just like uh I love stuff. I I love having that stuff and I thought it was neat, but honestly, like that office was incredibly powerful, you know, like, like it was so much because it needed to handle two things. You know what I mean? It needed to handle me and Brett. And at this point, it's not necessary for either one of us. I would have liked it if he could have sold it and kept the money for himself. But, uh, yeah. you know it just i heard it got taken
1: it's gone it sucks um what do you think about i know i've been on a while by the way there's there are probably more people in the queue i don't want to.
0: we uh, got a queue yeah but you can talk to me Yeah, Hank. i've been i've been taking you off topic
1: that's okay i'm not i have a couple of things to talk about i'm i'm a, i'm getting i'm uh, taking care of a stray cat that i think would be fun to talk about but actually, since you're talking about true crime, I'll, I'll call back and tell you about this cat. It's It's uh, got a lot of adorable little moments to uh, warm everybody's heart. And uh, I can also update people about my workers' comp situation, since that's like a worker thing that might be interesting. Um, my wrists are fucked up for my woodworking job. But just since we're uh, talking about true crime, and then I'll take your answer off the air, um, Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix, uh, uh, my an ex-girlfriend told me not to watch it, because uh, uh, it's intense, but I was too curious. So I tried it out, and I was so I don't really like horror or, or like thriller violence sort of stuff. It's actually gotten worse in recent years. Uh, it's just that uh, my, my imagination gets a hold of it, and I go a little crazy, I just get, I get overwhelmed and scared. <laughs> yeah. and so like, it's not my style. I, find- I, I, I could watch it really good, but fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. Is intense man, that show is. I'm not going to spoil it, but that show is freaking like for, not for the faint of heart. So, I'm wondering if that's your style, or, or at least maybe how does uh, an American uh, story like the Jeffrey Dahmer story compare to the foreign ones that you're watching?
0: And I'll take your answer off the air, Brian. Goodbye, everybody. Sweet. Love you all. See ya. Hi, Hank. I will talk about that just for a minute. Obviously, uh, the foreign stuff to me is the better it, okay so when i was in college i wanted to go to grad school to study criminology but i did not want to study serial killers or any of that shit. like you know you know the stuff uh, i wanted to study like lower level crime uh uh you know robbery and and shit like that um robbery or, or or burglary or like you know that kind of shit. like the lower level stuff is what i'm interested in and a lot of the the foreign stuff is about criminal organizations and and stuff like that i i really hope i i will try to i'm going to take this next call i'm going to see if i can get you guys the name of the mexican one on netflix that i did because i truly truly fucking love it um also by the way uh, do not I won't watch like Dahmer because I don't like the I I'm such a dick I'm like I don't want to watch the hacky serial killers you know like the one everybody already knows uh hello you're on street <laughs> Fight. what's up hi hello, hi. hello? You can you hear me but yes now I can I couldn't there for a minute but I can hear you Sorry. now. hello what's How going on who's this I'm great. This is, this is Eric. Um, this, this is my
3: first time calling in. I, uh, I've, I've been a fan for like two or three years now. Um, I'm I'm thrilled to talk to you. How's it going? How's your, how's your how's your weekend?
0: Great. i good. Yeah, I got to hang out with a buddy from a group chat that I've been in for a very long time. So it was kind of uh, it was very fun. Uh, I love I love Aaron and uh, I don't know. Uh, I had a good time. I walked forty miles over the weekend. Um, so okay, that's you're good. you're walking.
3: So I the seven years I was I was in the town that I lived in last, where I had no car. Your your walking distances are like Herculean to me. I I have no idea how you walk the distances that you walk in a day, and just like nonchalantly are like, yeah, that's whatever. Like I would go psycho at like ten miles. I like. I
1: would, oh no, like, it's not I... bad.
0: It's not bad, really. If you're, if you do what I do for, I mean the 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 when I say do what I do, I'm talking about like October, uh, Holy Boys, yeah. uh, the things where I have to listen to uh, a ton of audio. I mean, it's better than sitting somewhere and listen to it you know what i mean i i find that After. like i'm walking for eight hours but i'm listening to fucking tom Lycus <laughs> for the whole eight hours and if, and writing down okay. timestamps.
3: if you're if you're ever going to be listening to like uh you know shock jocks it might as well be when you're like frantically walking at like 10 miles an hour and just trying to focus on something else because like they're just saying the most inane psycho shit of all time that you're, that you're just true. like, whatever, I'm just going to keep
0: going. <laughs> I got that doc name. I actually got a couple of them here for you. I got my Netflix opened up. Uh, it's called Fortune yeah. Seller, a TV scam. That's the, the Fortune Teller one, or Fortune Seller is the name of it. Uh, killer ratings. There's one called Vendetta. And then the one I'm watching now is called Mr. Good, Cop or Crook. And uh, there's the a lot of their
3: love their... They're cop dramas.
0: Yeah, the Florence Cassay affair is another one. Like, there's a ton of. uh You just oh, the Great Robbery of Brazil's Central Bank is another one. You just sort of have to like there. If you start watching them, they'll give you a foreign crime. Uh, thing. I am mean, sure there's, like, and you can find.
3: I'm sure. Them. I'm sure Al- I'm sure the algorithm has just like a million shows lined up for you. Like the second you watch some some Norwegian guy, you know, uh, uh putting his hand in like a blood trail in the snow, it's like, buddy, I got a, I got, I got more shows than you could ever hope to watch.
0: <laughs> I just like seeing their like, I, I really, really, really like seeing how their, how their stuff works because you know when you when you live in the United States, another thing you hear a lot is like every other country system is corrupt, but ours isn't, you know? And that's just, that's just not true. Yeah. You know, (laughs) ours is very corrupt.
3: The idea of of corruption is just such bullshit that like, it's just, it's just the humanity of the story that, that comes through in the show where it's like, okay, well, if anything's going to happen, it's just, it's just human individuality. It's just human decision-making. It's not like, like the idea that like, Oh, this person has this job. So they wouldn't let this happen. It's like, well, that's not, that's, that's, that's some made up bullshit. I that isn't that's, that's not a thing
0: <laughs> or the thing, just the, the thing of like, I, and I think this is something that frustrates me quite a bit is the, uh, uh, the thing where like you watch a documentary about American crime and they talk about how you know well or no it, it's like when i learned about stuff growing up i guess is is what i'm saying mm-hmm. is that like in mexico they they're more corrupt than we are by like a lot like like that 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 most of yeah. mexican cops i mean our cops are corrupt as fuck anyway but that like yeah that's just like like mexico's police like
3: department the powers that be need just like like the way that things are run whether it's because the u.s tells them to do this that way or whether it's because it's just like that's what happens when you have less money in general as a society or like as a as a area or whatever it's like okay well it's it's very easy to like offload any bad decision making on like well that's, that's just corruption well it's like do you think that shit doesn't happen in new york city <laughs> you
0: know? yeah 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 exactly like all of our police departments are horrific and so fucking corrupt and nasty and they get away with fucking everything and it just to me to yeah. see like for me to see a lot of these shows where you're like I mean the the listen on American true crime they talk to cops yeah and the cops on the American true crimes are exactly like the ones on the other true crime shows like there's no fucking difference between a brazilian cop and an american cop they're all fucking cops and i think that's similar (laughs) yeah that's the thing but they treat it they don't but that's not how it's looked i fucking told my parents that uh you know next year um i'm gonna me and my wife are gonna drive from vancouver to mexico and my parents were like well yeah it's gonna be great though it'll be very fun like we we just we've always wanted to I, well okay not we i've driven down the west coast before that's yeah.
3: like I mean, something you, that uh, I, was, I was i was born in california and i went to school in washington state for a long time been to oregon many times there are many ways to go from vancouver to mexico that look like dog shit, and there are many ways to go from Mexico, to Mexico that are just beautiful. Like literally you couldn't be like heaven couldn't be as beautiful as this drive. So like, as long as yeah. you know where you're going, as long as you have a good, as long as you have a good time, as long as you plan it out a little bit, literally couldn't be more pristine than that, you know?
0: Yeah. We just want, I, I did it on tour twice. We did, we did it twice on tour yeah. and it was, it was incredibly fun, but my, you know, my wife didn't go on tour with me. Um, so I want to yeah. do it with her and, uh, you know, uh, there'll be money freed up in a street fight organization. There'll be money that will be paid. I mean, I'll be paid myself a lot more and, uh, yeah. I just want to do it. I just want to make the drive with, I want my wife to experience the drive. And, uh, there's, a, there's actually a train. It's
3: hard to catch off. There's, there's actually a train that goes from fucking, you know, Seattle or someplace down to like San Diego through Amtrak. But it's, like, taking the train in America is, like, the most oppressive, uh, you know, Byzantine experience of all time. That, like, good luck ever making that happen. But it's actually a really scenic, beautiful route. And ostensibly, oh, you, can make that, that. you can make that, that. Yeah, I mean, like, who wouldn't, <laughs> in America, who wouldn't love to take a beautiful West Coast train ride? you know? But it's just, like, that's just not I, happen.
0: I don't know. I'm so frustrated, actually, because, like, uh, my daughter has a friend this is gonna sound made up now because of all the shit I've talked about uh
4: uh, How do you know
0: uh my my <laughs> wife my daughter has a very good friend in Norway and uh that that is from Nor- <laughs> the Norwegian connection. Norway yeah that's probably why I kept bringing up Norwegian stuff yeah you know what I mean because it's like my daughter has this Norwegian <laughs> friend that just left town yesterday and we're talking and she's like she just left town yesterday and she's like, "Yeah, there's no there's no uh uh there's no airport close to her house." So she she had quite a trip even once she got off the plane. And yeah. I was like, "How long's the drive?" And she was like, "Well, it happens on a train." And I'm like, "Oh, wouldn't that be nice?" Fuck. I don't know how long yeah. it was, but
3: Did a you train fucking, being can you
0: believe on an tra- American
3: who doesn't live between like new york and dc can you imagine like factoring a train into your commute or like you know you're like it's just not gonna happen you just wouldn't ever think of it
0: yeah i mean we had a governor in ohio for a lot of maybe the 2000s that very much was like i'm going to i'm gonna get a train that goes from uh you know can't cleveland to columbus or cleveland columbus cincinnati and then chicago and they saying like the, a bullet train even
3: across one state it's like i'm gonna do it <laughs> like, okay, they great. didn't get it
0: done he did not as soon as the next mayor came in they were like that ain't
3: <laughs> happening.
4: <laughs> he he governor. Pull it off.
0: <laughs> no they do say that they're they're building whatever whatever hyperloop means they're saying there's oh, going to be nothing. one and
3: hyperloop, just if, it, ain't. If, if it, if it doesn't mean, if it doesn't mean commuter train or like, like if it's not a very basic term, you can just, you can just write it off. Like hyperloop is nothing. I like, don't like if that's anything, it's going to be a train.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows what hyperloop even means. That's the fucking thing <laughs> about people. It's like we don't know what any of this stuff means. I remember when when Elon
3: what what fucking Space Link or uh you know whatever like whatever else that Elon Musk is doing. It's like what do you think it means? It's bullshit. Forget it. It, It's it's fucking nothing. Who cares?
0: (laughs) It's the the thing with Elon though is like I remember the uh, uh, before I was like really turned on everything and just black pilled. I guess is what they call it. Yeah. Um, before all that happened, uh, Elon talked about the hot, the thing in the tunnel gimmick in, um, yeah. Las Vegas, oh, it's, it's, you know what I'm talking about? The you know? tunnel gimmick. Yeah, and, course. uh, I finally saw the motherfucking tunnel gimmick and it's the dumbest thing that's ever existed. And of I course. think you
4: of have course, to have a
0: Tesla to use when they,
3: it when they invented when they invented trains back in eighteen thirty, that was kind of the whole deal. That was kind of all you needed to, to like learn about it. Like there's no there's no extra variable on top of basic competent transportation that you need to add that would make it any more like logical solution than just fucking doing it right the first time you don't have to have it underground or go 900 miles an hour or have it go fucking uh, you know, 100 feet in the air or it's or it's all automated it's like no oh, fuck if you just let four people use it cheap then it's then it's good actually
0: <laughs> yeah that's a, something I've I've uh, uh that's something I've been saying a lot like about uh you know if if it was a if it was a very fast train like if it really was one of these bullet trains that they say can get you to yeah. chicago in two and a half hours or something i i sort of i sort of feel like things for and and uh, maybe even like you know people with more money pay for tickets and poor people don't have to pay or yeah or some kind of thing like that uh i think that would be like yeah great because I, I just like one of the things i think about a lot is like man if i could get to uh uh chicago in 2 hours and then get home in 2 you hours need to from i chicago would go
3: to anywhere train you'd fucking do it you know
0: and i yeah like, well i would work more i would do more shows and shit like that if if i could yeah. get to chicago that easily it's a 6 hour fucking drive and i got to stay in a hotel and all that shit i i mean i don't i don't know what my What my, uh, uh, what's the word? Yeah. I I just don't know what my live thing's going to be, but yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: (laughs) In the U S if it's, if it's not highway or air transportation, they will put up so many roadblocks to you having that be like the thing to do. Even if it's like a straight shot, even if they have a fucking rail with one train a day that fits your perfect schedule and it's in your budget or whatever, and it goes exactly from Chicago to Columbus, and there's nothing between there, there's, there's no freight trains that slow it down or whatever, well then guess what? It's going to be that, like, that week is, 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 is the week that they're going to be, like, changing service. Or, like, Amtrak is just going to be like, sorry, we just don't have enough trains for that day, so we're just not going to do it or whatever. Like, that's, that's not really how, how it, like, like, it works, but, like, it's just, like, we're the only, like, quote-unquote Western, whatever the fuck that means. like modernized industrial country that just like insists that you have to drive or fly like it's all up to you you know
0: i fucking hate that's the thing too i i just i truly i i i don't mind i'm a guy that doesn't mind driving obviously but it would be so much better if i could read or uh you know all the stuff that you can do on a train when you when you plug your headphones oh, in and lovely. you're just by yourself. Cool. Yeah. You know?
3: what, what a what a beautiful experience. What a what a what a cathartic way to spend. you know, let's say it takes twice as long to go from Columbus to Chicago on a train that it does in the highway. Well guess what? You're on a train. You're on a lovely, manicured, you know, it's it's like there's some ambient noise. You're in public with other people who you are fellow citizens with and you're enjoying this sort of like, you know, communal experience and you're you're not just locked into your little fucking metal death trap, listening to corn for the 1000th time, trying to stay alive for six hours until you get there, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is that, and it makes me fucking, it, it drives me up the fucking wall. Is that like, uh, mass transit sucks in most of the United States specifically. I can so only we, speak we make to it Columbus perfect
5: because
3: we, that's exactly it's only for the poor people.
0: Yeah, and it just fucking sucks. It you know you can't get anywhere on the tra- on the buses. You got to make eighteen yeah. different fucking transfers. The buses take forever, and it sucks. So when when somebody's like, "Hey, you guys, do you want trains?" People are like, "Mass transit fucking sucks," and you're like, "Fuck you, like, man." That was, that's, of that's course the it sucks
3: the fucking Elon. That's, yeah, of course it sucks because you're the motherfucker who fucking took all the good parts away. <laughs> but like that's yeah. that's the part with uh. That's the part with uh with, with Elon. It's like that's the whole. I mean, like really think of the hyperloop. Or no, sorry, not the hyperloop. The whole tunnel thing. Like really think about the like the incentive behind that. Like, what would you have to think is the biggest problem of transit to come up with that as the solution? It would have to be that there's other people around, and that you can't just yeah. go from A to B instantly. You know, that, and so that like, tunnel gimmick of is it's just dumb. a dog shit solution for a problem that shouldn't exist in the first place. But it's like uh okay, well, maybe being around other people is actually good, first off, but also, like, maybe you made it suck because you're the rich guy who wouldn't fucking, you know, uh, who took away the bus lane and, and like, uh, took the taxes away from your town to where no one could take the fucking bus, and all of a sudden, of course it's fucking late. Of course it's showing up. You know, of course there's only three routes, and you have to walk three miles to get there, and it's only four four times a day. It's like, yeah, I can't go to work on that bus, because guess what? You're the motherfucker who wanted to build a highway, and, and you know, whatever.
4: But, and um, and
0: Vegas, Vegas is a place that would really benefit from some sort of even just light rail or train in Las Vegas. Because yeah. I mean that's a place where like I mean everything's relatively close together, but it's hot as fuck there. And like I just it would it it there's, there's, that is a city that is hell. There, to there, there me. are a few
3: there are a few more oppressive experiences in American socioe- like socioeconomic life than waiting at a bus stop in America. Because fingers crossed, hand over your heart, hope to God that there's a fucking awning that you can stand under where yeah. the shade doesn't ber- berate you for, you know, 12 hours a day. Hopefully it's not raining. Hopefully it's not like, you know, hopefully your town gives a shit enough about your bus to where there's like two or three walls kind of just stand behind un- until it shows up an hour from now.
0: It's like, yeah. God damn, man. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Hate, it's fucking talk, nuts.
3: Talk, talk your ear off too long.
0: Um, but well, yeah, this, let this me know my, what you called for, though. My,
3: my segue is that, speaking of mass transit, my good buddy Adam, who turned me on to Street Fight in the first place, he forced me, kind of dragged me to come along to the Street Fight live show with Block Party back in, I think, 2019. Um, nice. And he actually... He actually is a, uh, public city, uh, bus driver in Tacoma, Washington. And, um, he's a huge street fight fan. He was like, you know, before the Trapo shit, before, you know, before anything, I'm, I'm sure he's, he's been listening since, you know, 10 years plus from now. Um, but, uh, I met, I met you and Brett back in that live show and you guys were awesome. And we, we talked for a little bit and I was turned on to street fight from day one. It was my first time calling in love talking to you, buddy um hope everything goes well from here on out and i just hope that uh adam gets the shout out that he deserves for turning me on you guys so yeah
0: thank you adam i I feel like i remember you but obviously it's been years but
3: there's there's no way that i talk as much as i am right 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 now but i'm just kind of amped up from calling it you know
0: well i'll see yeah i i think that like a uh, there is going to be some uh version of live performance at some point i i yeah. think i think i can make that happen uh, i have talked to chris about the west, me and him doing stuff together on the west coast and i think that could be really well, you, you i think people earlier, would love that like
3: you were talking that. earlier about, um, about how how just nerve wracking it is to figure out even a guest appearance let alone like setting up a whole thing so like, uh, yeah, I can do. You know. I
0: can get that done though. Uh, my wife could set up the tour. I just don't know what the thing is yet. What the show would yeah, be, and you know, the, the thing about working with Man, Chris. That show was
4: so fucking
3: fun. I don't know. It was awesome. <laughs> the, it was, the thing about was, working so with
0: Chris and the thing about working with like Chris and John at doing it is that I have yeah. to. Uh, I have to get a lawyer to help them figure out how to legally do it. Instead of uh, the way that
3: oh, we did yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Probably dealing with Chris at all is just, you got to go through a lawyer, man. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's just Canadians can get, they can get in trouble oh, I, I, if they do I, it.
3: I, I, I believe that. But just like Chris especially is like, not only is he from a different country, but it's like, he, like I don't know. He's, 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 he's an alien. He's, he's liable yeah. to catch some people, you know, off, off guard or whatever.
0: Yeah. He's great. He's, he's good. And I, I, I really want to do fun stuff. I, I really want to do stuff with Chris. I want to do Shocktobers. I want to do stuff like that. I mean, we, 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 I told him that next year, uh, if I can, you know, if there's money in the budget and everything, I, I think I do want to do the Shocktober wrap up show, uh, like the second week of November in Tampa and then stream it live because that's the shocktober that's the shock jock city i think it would be really fucking funny for me and chris to stand on stage (laughs) in tampa and jock mecca (laughs) yeah and i'll also try to get bubba (laughs) to come like that's the thing i want bubba the love sponge i want to meet him i want to meet bubba the love sponge more than anything wait till you hear the episode that comes out friday (laughs) because i love him I'm in love with Bubba, but uh, just, thank I'm you for calling you
3: with the, the, yeah, of course Brian talking, uh, hopefully I'll hope they'll call in later. Have a good one, man.
0: Call again. Anytime you're great. Of course, love you. Yeah. I've been toying with this idea of doing it, doing the, I want to do the wrap up the October wrap up in Tampa so bad. And, and I I've said this before I I'd pay Bubba a thousand dollars to appear at a live show with me I and I think he'd do it really because we just got to catch him before his documentary comes out because I think he's on his way back up folks and uh you know but I just for some reason like him let's answer this next call here hey hey who am I talking to
4: hey
6: Brian this is Jordan in Atlanta
0: what's up Jordan how you doing
6: hey I'm good Um, I have a topic, but on the topic of Shocktober and Chacha, I just wanted to say that the last time I called into a live stream of any sort, or a live show, was the Stern Show probably in 2005.
0: Really? Uh,
6: Yeah. and That would
0: have been at Sirius, right?
6: Yes, that's right.
0: That's sick. That's cool. Uh, Did you get Um, on?
6: I was just thinking, no, I never got on. And I was also thinking about, you know, you do these shows about all these shock jocks like Opie and Effie. But the thing is, as a big Stern fan, um, from the age of, I was probably 15 when I was first introduced to Stern. I'm 38 now. But he always would talk so much shit on every other shock jock that I never listened to anyone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bubba, though, he gets along with. Uh, they're buddies. Right. But that was only
6: that was only later in the serious years when you brought him on. He
0: he used to hit on Bubba too. Yeah. Well, I was saying that I, you'll hear it on the Gabrus episode. And I think he was in the same boat as me is that like I, I was very much a stern guy when I was a teenager. And then when I was like 22, I heard Opie and Anthony for the first time on the radio, uh, the Voyeur Bus show, actually. And, um, I just was like I fell in love with them like I I just didn't even care to listen to Howard anymore I was like an opium Anthony partisan after that point because they just <laughs> felt like they just sort of felt like uh the more edgy show is is the thing but now that I'm older and you know I'm not doing Stern this year but there is a um there is a, a, a YouTube channel called the Gilbert Gottfried archive project and it is yeah. their archive they're doing every stern show with gilbert and i've been listening to it a lot lately and fuck it's so funny oh uh, it's very offensive if you're listening so, to the show and it, gilbert gottfried's one of the most offensive men to ever live but yeah
6: no the, the gilbert appearances especially when the art during the Artie years were just some of the, the most amazing hilarious offensive shows
5: there ever were
0: yeah and i'm like enough i mean not in my life you know what i mean like i'm not like a guy (laughs) who who tries to be edgy in my real life or or anything but like you know it's really difficult for me because of the guy that i was for a period of time in my life I, i mean i just find i find offensive stuff funny and like I I don't want it to be offensive to like I I I like in in my career in in my thing I never want to make somebody feel bad ever like I don't want somebody to turn on my show and, and feel like they're not included. And, you know, with the obvious exceptions of like Nazis and shit, but you know what I mean? Like trans people, uh, you know, people of color and people like that. I don't, I don't ever want them to like tune into the show and not feel like they're included in, in the show. And like, I want people to feel decently good when they listen to the show. Obviously like we talk about a bunch of stuff that, that could maybe make people angry, but like in my personal, um my personal stuff that i listen to i don't know i'm still an edgelord i'm still just
4: yeah i
0: mean i don't listen to rogan or anything like that it's just like basically what i'm saying is i listen to old stern a lot i don't listen to old opian anthony because i don't know howard stern to me now is a dude that like at least is like reckoning with his past if that makes sense he, he you know was, what i mean like
6: although this, but to, to your point i don't find him you know as much as as little as i've listened to him in the last few years he's you know not without being offensive and without being you know who he was 20 years ago he, he's not nearly as funny and i think to your credit and to you know you and brett for so long was that you guys are not offensive and you take care to not be and yet you're still very funny And it's kind of there was a point i transitioned from listening to stern for you know maybe 15 20 years to listening to you chapo this whole you know universe um and you guys became far more funny to me uh than than at least stern in you know the last 10 years
0: yeah i mean he's not he's not like great now i don't i can't listen to the show anymore it's just too like it's like a randy rainbows show or like uh john (laughs) yeah yeah. hosting a show it's not the same thing it used to be but like you go back if you go to if you go to the internet archive i hate to say this stuff out loud on the air because you know uh he is very (laughs) much like a dmca guy but um
6: super litigious yeah yeah
0: yeah and you go to that archive archive archive.org uh they have every episode of stern from like fucking 97 to like 2014 on there that you can listen to you can go online and look up who was on the show what days on the Howard Stern uh blog for the site and then you can listen to that show on the internet archive and um I just like that's that's kind of what I listen to if I'm just in the mood for something really funny And, and you know there are podcasts that I listen to that aren't super ed- I, I like uh like YKS I don't think is an edgy show um but I think it's very funny um <laughs> but yeah I don't know I yeah I am such in the heat of Shocktober that like somebody says a, a, a sh- anything about a shock jock and I will talk forever about him so <laughs> and,
6: uh, and we can move on from Shocktober in a, in a minute um, I actually was I attended Rutgers University during the IMUS controversy. Or during the at least
5: the oh. comments about the
0: basketball team. <laughs> D did, did you hear um did you hear the I'm sorry we did where we played Imus's full apology? That was so fucking fun. And that kind of thing, when we're talking about whatever the call-in show turns into i'll be taking calls but i'll also be doing more long form video stuff too like you know have the video yeah, running and take great. calls and talk about it and stuff like that just a lot more dynamic I, I i think i want people to i want people to be able to participate in basically it'll be me per- doing a stream that other people can participate in and uh that's exciting to me but uh yeah that's incredible yeah, and, when, I mean, and when that happened this?
2: and being
6: a stern listener at the time it obviously had you know took on a different gravity knowing imus's background as a stern listener but i think if you didn't really know about imus from from howard it was kind of a different situation too
0: oh i agree and you know what's funny is man you listen to that motherfucking, uh you you listen to that that thing the the stern thing uh uh at that time um and he 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 was more offensive that to me he was more offensive <laughs> his stuff yeah. was his stuff was a little bit more <laughs> offensive you know? if that makes sense you know what i mean like because there is a yeah, super no, cut cool. there is a super cut on youtube of uh there's a super cut on youtube of howard stern talking about the imus thing and i i I never heard the N word so many
4: times
0: (laughs) in my life. Like it was fucking, it's crazy to listen to. Uh, I listened to it last year thinking that like, okay, or two years ago, maybe thinking I'm doing an IMUS episode and I'm doing, I'm not, I'm doing an IMAS episode and I'm also doing a, um, a, uh, Stern episode. So maybe I can, you know, do a little crossover shit. Thing, it up. Right. Yep. But, yep. uh, no, there was not really anything I could play on. <laughs> Start doing <that> stuff. <laughs> Just be a long, so, long thing
3: of bleep.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was pretty offensive. Well, but, uh, um, anyway, yeah.
6: so the reason I actually called was I was wondering if you have any kind of fall season or Halloween time activities that you like to do. Um, you know, I live in Atlanta, but I have a best friend in Columbus who turned me on to street fight years ago. And I've been up there for a few falls, and we've been to the Fairborn Halloween Festival. I think the Circleville Festival. I was wondering if you do anything like that. If there's anything that you like to get into.
0: Um, you know, I used to go to the Haunted Hoochie a lot, which was a thing. But <laughs> we did end up finding out. Uh, uh, we did end up finding out that they have like a. a, a I don't know if it's a Nazi night or like people are supposed to dress like Nazis. So it's kind of like, yeah. kinda like ah, I don't think uh, I want to go back to that thing again. But like, okay. uh, you know, I am not a holiday person. You know what I mean? Like, so like when it comes to something like a Halloween thing, it, it usually, when my daughter was a kid, we would go to, you know, pumpkin stuff and shit like the pumpkin mm-hmm. festival. we go to the pumpkin patch. we do the whole thing. Um, but, uh, uh, now that she's 18 today, it's Gwen's birthday. She's 18 years old. Um,
6: happy birthday, Gwen.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. My kid's an adult. Awesome. I can do anything I want now I'm trying to get her to, uh, get high with me, or, take acid with me or go to the gamble. <laughs> yeah. go gamble. I mean, she can do all that stuff now. Uh, and I don't have to worry about going to jail for it. So, <laughs> she can get high now without me worrying because it's always like if she had an edible i'd have to be like uh yeah we're gonna have to not you (laughs) cannot talk to anybody about this uh but you know now now it's a little easier um but yeah i don't know i i you know my whole holiday thing for Halloween is watching horror movies with the wife. I think I'm gonna watch X and Pearl this year and that 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 new Halloween because I've seen the other two. So might as well finish it out, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah, I saw and,
6: I thought X, I haven't seen Pearl yet.
0: I haven't seen X, yeah. Uh what was the fucking yeah. thing I was just gonna tell you to do? Uh yeah, they got rid of all the stuff I did when I was young for Halloween, but If I was going to do something from, if I was out of town and I was going to do something around Halloween, I would go up to, I would check into what they do at that prison where Shawshank was filmed. Cause I'll bet you they do something wild there, you know?
6: Okay. I'll check on that. Yeah.
0: I'll look at, I can, I I, I don't know the name of it. It I was
6: going to say, I'm not really a big holiday person in general either but i just love the kind of fall time period um and i just love i want to say like harvest festival type thing um joshank prison halloween let's see yeah i got it
0: up here it's the ohio state reformatory they're open thursday to sunday and uh you can just do a tour of the prison but they also have a space on the site that says uh uh you know they're haunted and stuff like that you could do the paranormal programs i mean that's the thing i would do that seems like it would be extremely haunted (laughs) (laughs) i I would look into that um
6: yeah yeah actually on a kind of a weird note i went to a a a thing called the trail of terror about an hour outside atlanta last night um and you know it's 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 a good, it's not towards bear actually. So bear is about maybe an hour and a half outside Atlanta and North, I think he's Northwest of Atlanta from what I understand. This was Northeast and it's out, it's out in kind of rural Georgia. Um, and it was myself and a friend and this group of uh, an East Asian family. And at one point on this trail, there was an actor who came up to the family who were kind of like running along the trail cause it was, you know, haunted and, You're running away from chainsaw guys and clowns and stuff and he said why don't you guys run back to india uh no made for a really really uncomfortable rest of the experience um like you said kind of like your experience with the the haunted hoochie or whatever it was called it's like all right well i guess we're not coming back to this place again
0: yeah. I think a lot of the people that run those things maybe don't have the greatest politics <laughs> and they're, they, you know, yeah, well,
6: yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Except the people who act on it and this one, like the one particular guy who said this, he kind of seemed like more of a, like a theater person. Like he was really into the character and he had the whole act going on. So you don't maybe expect it from them so much as like the people who are running it. Um, it was just really, it was really jarring. And, um, it's made for a weird experience
0: that is fucking really weird that sucks that he would do that i wonder if he was thought he was playing a character but wasn't obviously. yeah i, I don't know That's but crazy. i guess you know
6: i guess I, like i said you know once you're outside of atlanta and it gets rural it gets a little dicey with um you know the, race,
2: the racism oh yeah yeah
0: yeah to yeah, be
6: honest. yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's the same thing here it's like
0: yeah the haunted hoochie was in potaskala ohio so it's kind of out of town and and that was just the uh uh that was just the whole thing so it was it it was it was definitely uh a, a weird experience there's been some other weird stuff you know uh being handsy and stuff like that with 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 teen girls and stuff and it's just like not a great place to go i mean when they did the not my niece was at the night that was supposed to be the nazi night and she told us about it and i went on their website and looked and people were yelling at them for it and they were just like it's historical i was like okay okay history buff. yeah it was crazy yep. it was de- it made Bad the wild. paper and everything so well i got a full queue and only 48 yep. minutes left. So thank you for calling. Um,
6: Thanks, Brian. Young Chomsky Chans- says hi.
0: Oh, hi. I love him. Thank you. Peace. All right. We're going to. Uh, uh, okay. I got one, two, three, four calls. Here we go. Hello. Hello. You're talking to Brian.
4: Hi, Brian. It's Matt. What's up, Matt?
0: How are you? Hello.
4: Yeah. Hello. Um, Can you hear no? me? Weird. Uh, I'm I'm also in Atlanta.
0: <laughs> really? I think we're gonna have a lot of Atlanta people because I see Bear on the line too. So it's Atlanta oh, wow. okay. time. It's so Atlanta
4: night.
0: Great city. I love Atlanta. Yeah, um, so
4: also also weird because like the last caller is talking about like the Halloween thing in Fairborn, and I'm going to I think be going to that next weekend
0: in ohio yeah is fair is it fairborn ohio what is this yeah now you got me curious i live in ohio i don't even know what this is i'm very curious now no
4: no i'm not like i'm not like going there for that we have friends there it's just like we kind of picked when we were going to ohio because of that because like you know we were going to go sometime this month and it was like oh well that thing's happening we'll go then
0: Oh, it's a festival. Uh, I'll, I'm I I don't know how close I am to Fairborn, and I'm gonna use the worst app on the planet, Waze, to uh, see. Maybe I have to go there. I've never even heard of Fairborn, Ohio. That's crazy.
4: It's like uh, it's like around Dayton. It's it's they've got a big Air Force base around there.
0: Oh shit. It's only an hour away from my house. You know, I don't know. You might see me there. I could end up there. I'm going to tell my wife about it and she's probably going to have, Oh fuck. I'm in Gatlinburg next week. I will not be there.
4: I grew up in Gatlinburg.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, my brother and sister-in-law love like touristy, vacation places and they wanted us to go to Gatlinburg with them. And we were like, all right, well, we'll go to Gatlinburg. You know, I used to yell at every yeah. nobody wanted to go on vacation with me because I would get furious. Cause I was like, you know, I never been to New York. I never been to Chicago. I never been to Seattle. I never been to San Francisco, but or LA, but I've been to fucking Hilton Head seven times, but now I've, you know, kind of <laughs> been everywhere. I don't mind going to Gatlinburg now. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I, I grew up in Knoxville, um, and in fact, part of why I was calling is because there were two syndicated radio shows that ran in Knoxville. Uh, one of them was like I always hated—that was John Boy and Billy.
0: Oh, um, I know about the them. One I know Man about cow. those guys. Yeah, well, you were lucky then. i yes, John Boy and I Billy was a not great.
4: Listener, in fact.
0: Oh my God, Chris would love to be talking to you right now if he wasn't at TwitchCon. Because, I mean, I guess uh, like if the choice no. is John Boy and Billy, I would say maybe uh, you made the well, you made the right decision because Man Cow's a psycho um, and he's just as fun yeah. to listen to today as he was back then.
4: <laughs> yeah, and John Boy and Billy was always like a dog shit show. I hated that show. <laughs>
0: What what was John Boy and Billy? No, that's Waylon and something. Uh, where they they there were two guys, but one of them did like a shitload of characters, and um, I hate to say it, but a lot of the characters were people of color. Uh, and uh woo woo, a little bit offensive well, actually. I, John Boy and Billy did a
4: bit of that too
0: oh yeah i mean it's all offensive you know but like it was just like man and i i can't remember the name of my buddy mike brought it up one time and i was like i know those guys john boy and billy i I gotta look them up are they still doing it are they still out there doing it i think so i don't
4: know like i mean i haven't lived in in knoxville for like a few years now but like i mean i know they were up until i left basically like like that show was still playing i mean it's not done for the longest time i assumed it was a local show because it sucked so bad um but, yeah uh, i guess they do it out of charlotte
0: <laughs> holy fuck! they're still doing it man uh they even care. have a podcast called the late risers podcast uh oh, wow this is fucking wild their website this is something that's going to start coming to the call-in show by the way uh i'm gonna uh, 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 like every every week we're we're gonna try to do this as as well as we can uh we're gonna have let people call in tell me their hard rock radio station or local radio station we'll go to the site and we'll take a look at it together and uh see what's going on on that will rule that will rule (laughs) It'll be, I'm on John boy and Billy's website right now. And it is, I don't know, man.
4: (laughs) I can't believe it's still going like unbelievable. It never
0: ends. It's it's it, it is for lack of a better term. It's welfare for radio guys. Now there's a certain amount of radio guys that are going to get to, uh, uh, okay. So man, cow, right? He obviously is, is. Like not making any money but made a shitload of money you know what i mean i I, Uh. at his time um john boy and billy though they have to keep their show on so that these guys don't like die and not have have to get real jobs so it's like a, a it's sort of a radio welfare where it's like all right you know we'll pay you whatever whatever we they probably get paid like a 100 grand a year if they're syndicated or whatever we'll pay you until you die but there's not going to be somebody to replace you (laughs) yeah no way (laughs) like you're there's not going to be another show after john boy and billy that's like john boy and billy there will never be and it's just like there's going to be a certain amount of these like radio guys that just get to you know these get they're the last of a generation and they're never going to do it again and they're never going to do you know it'll be pointless to do radio you know uh uh i i mean i do a podcast for a living and if somebody came to me and said uh would you like a radio show i would say no like no i don't want to fucking do that um and i assume that's how you know Yeah, you would have to be able you your get mind. to his, yeah. And once you're, once you get to a certain level, uh, nobody would take that. Why would you want that? I wouldn't even go to fucking serious dude. Like if they were like, do you want an afternoon drive show on serious? I'd be like, you pay me $200,000 a year and I'll do it. But other than that, no, I'm fucking not. I don't want to work for people. I don't want to work for some fucking guy. That's like telling me what I'm allowed to say because like, Uh, I know that like a lot of the shock jocks complained about being censored and, you know, obviously they were, they probably were censored, but, uh, I know for sure they would censor me (laughs) because I do stuff that wouldn't be friendly for, you know, uh, advertisers and shit like that. So I just wouldn't be able to, to do it. But yeah, I don't think that there's going, I, I feel like, and you know, I, I have this, like, theory of, like, if somebody went to, if somebody went to uh, the, the, if somebody, like, went and lobbied for the FCC to change the decency rules so that you could do uncensored radio over the air, which I don't think would be a problem because I don't think kids are going to be listening to it. You know um if they could somehow know that
4: listening to the radio today
0: exactly so if there was some way that they could change that and sort of just like i think radio stations might hire personalities to do stuff and that i think like i think a lot of people uh, uh would love to to, uh listen to radio and that it could be like a really cool weird throwback medium that that could exist but uh I just don't think it's you know I just don't think that like they'll the FCC will never hand over you know the the censorship and and like radio stations are so co- risk averse that I don't think they would ever do it. But I do think there could be a place for F Yeah, I, radio.
4: Think we, I think we'll get to the point where they're like, oh, we're going to use that bandwidth for more like salt hours instead of, uh, instead of radio yep. before that would ever happen. We'll <laughs> just like be like, yeah, yeah, we're just not going to have radio anymore.
0: <laughs> but think about how many people are like, think about how many people are listening to talk radio now. Um, that's just not on the radio like the format is probably bigger oh, yeah. than it's ever been you know um yeah I mean, that's what half of
4: podcasts are
0: yeah yeah the the it, this is like the one of the most popular formats in in the fucking world now in all of entertainment and like if i i think that if they hired personalities and paid them a decent amount of money and give them the resources that they used to give John boy and Billy, or that they give John boy and Billy, I think, I think you could get, you know, people, you know, 30 and up to listen to radio again, it's just not going I mean, to do like it. Every phone city
4: that's got a population of more than like 10,000 people's got at least one, at least two people better than Don boy and Billy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's funny cuz this year I'm doing Bob and Tom which is uh, a show that has been recommended over and over again and and I kept saying I'm not going to do Bob and Tom because I don't think they're shock jocks. I I don't think they did like shocking stuff. Then somebody sent me a message and they sent me a song they did called Prison Bitch and I was like, "All right, that's pretty fucking shocking. Oh. I guess they've just made it onto Shocktober." Because <laughs> it was a nasty song. <laughs> so uh they made I,
4: it. I, I never listened to them but yeah i had a there was a guy i worked with at one point who like he was from he was from shock jock land you know florida and uh he uh he used to listen to them apparently like i i never i don't, yeah, I, don't I think he it. played like one of their bits like in the in the like i worked in like an optical lab. He like played it like one of their bits one time
0: uh
4: I thought they're it sucked, clean
0: they're clean for shock jocks is is the thing so uh yeah, yeah. well I want to thank you for calling I I still have a few uh uh I still have more calls but thank you for calling have a good well night. I'll
4: call back with man Cal stories at some point
0: for sure look the show's gonna be you'll be able to do that I promise peace Bum, 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 ba, ba, na, na. all right we got three calls left i'm picking it up hey you're on the air it's me it's brian who am i talking to tonight
7: hi brian it's sean from philly
0: what is up john how are you is it john or sean sean oh what's sean, up sean how you are you really Philly. okay okay uh, good. what's up sean um,
7: i <laughs> i will be very quick um, cause I got two other calls. Um, basically I've called in a couple of times about teaching and, um, unionizing, um, okay. the private school I work for. Yeah. The private school I work for. <gasps> oh,
1: okay. Yeah. National...
7: yeah. 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 A couple times. And, um, the private school I work for is part of a national, uh, network or chain of schools that I can't, don't feel comfortable naming. Um, change. but basically yeah, network is the word, um, but it's almost like a franchise model for high schools. Yeah. Basically. It's weird. I never um, heard of
0: that. I have to look into that. Actually. I've never yeah, heard of it that way.
7: It's, it's like, uh, um, you have to get the, you, you get the rights to, to whatever, um, let me Uh, can I just say something
0: real quick oh I know I said this on the show actually that that my daughter's tennis coach is a uh uh charter school teacher and uh she goes to public school not private school uh and uh he talked to her about how woke it is to work at a charter school and I was like (laughs) oh well and then I had to like try to explain it so um yeah yeah. Uh hey, but yeah, Charter, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut I, you this off. This is no, you're fine. You're
7: fine. This is this, so yeah, it's education's weird. It's a weird place. Like you got like like I used to work in public schools and uh oh um where it was mostly um I think like ninety percent black students and a uh sixty year old white woman um once told me that she was the light in the darkness for these children. Um unironically. And that she was there to drive Satan out of public schools. Um, That's right. Like, I, <laughs> versus they hate at Satan. Private school math, like, yeah, they hate it. They they hate him. And versus at this private school math, where like most of us are under thirty, I'm not under thirty, but most of my teachers, like most of my coworkers, are, and we've all been pretty well radicalized by the last, you know, six years, and some of us by before that. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, even like we're a private school, but most of us are, you
4: know,
7: would be described as woke or whatever, like, like in this private school network, education is just a weird place.
4: It's a weird, weird job. It attracts some weirdos. Is there unionization going on? Yeah. So
7: we, we. I got more than 50% of our faculty to um, sign cards and we sent a letter to our um, admin, to our board and to our uh, president uh, uh, in April or May. And we're, uh, you know, very politely denied, of course, after much uh, prayerful discernment was the phrase. (laughs) Um, I, not, not literal quote. Um, so we wrote another letter with help from the, um, the local teachers union in town. Um, they uh, ignored that second letter. Um, and so we were like, well, we can write letters all day. Um, we're also a very small school. We're only 500 students, like 550 students. So I think it's like 32 of us. So like anyone who goes out and pickets would be, you know a target a lot yeah um
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
6: yeah
7: yeah yeah. and um so we've decided to do what we call like we kind of took a page out of our students playbook who after the george floyd um murder uh you know all the many of the pages that were popping up like black and brown at blah 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 um like these different schools like these private schools were having like Reckonings and universities were having Reckonings about like what was it like to be A marginalized person On these campuses um, And Our students did that to us and it uh, Humbled the absolute shit Out of our school um, Not to end, actually do anything meaningful But to like you know Put up a DEI uh, Person who left after eight months Like that type of thing Yeah, Performative stuff Not real stuff You um, always,
0: so we you always hear that yeah, go ahead. I mean, I've always I always hear that the DEI people—that's diversity and inclusion—is that what it is? Person,
7: diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion is like the current iteration of it. It's gone over a couple. It used to be D and I. Now it's D E N I. What it's the we're talking about the same stuff, right?
0: So I have heard. God damn it, you know, and I really wish I could. uh uh I really wish i i i kind of uh knew where i saw this or read this but a lot of those a lot of those people that get hired for that job quit because it's they feel like it's pointless it's like it was like just oh i'll tell you what it was it was on a victoria secret documentary i watched where they had the diversity and inclusion guy as one of the talking heads and he was like yeah i mean i did i tried as much as i could but You know they didn't really because because all those those people
7: basically yeah all those basically all those people are basically hired to talk to the people in power who are mostly like country club buddies who don't actually want to listen to anyone different than that
0: no you're absolutely right yeah
7: um so so to bring this all back our fledgling union that has not been recognized yet Uh, has started an Instagram page with Google Form um, responses with Google Form linked in it so that our alumni, our former teachers, our current teachers can, like, anonymously post about their job. And then we put it on there uh, to build some public pressure because we could write letters all day and do legalese, but the institution of our school is going to win that game. So we had to, like, figure out something different to do. Um, so it is a Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y, a crew, C-R-U-E on Instagram. And we are just trying to get traffic right now, build some support, um, and, uh, uh, um, just try to get some, some traffic and some, uh, um, publicity to it, to, 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 to shame our, um, admin and leadership into, into coming to the table with us
0: nice yeah go to that site everybody and uh say it one more time so so people have it
7: yeah philly so philly p-h-i-l-l-y crew c-r-u-e on just instagram just instagram so philly like motley crew, crue, crew. C-R-U-E. yeah okay exactly
0: all right well thanks for yes. calling thank and, you Brian. Uh, i appreciate it you that. know hopefully we drive some yeah peace all yeah, right yeah
2: i'll call back and, with an update
0: all right. Okay. Next call here. You are on the show. Who am I talking to?
2: Hey, Brian. Uh, this is Steve from Brooklyn.
0: What's up, Steve? How's it going?
2: Oh, it's going pretty good. And uh, a shout out to the Fluffhead Nation. Well,
0: oh, those people suck. Uh, but uh, we don't give shout outs to those people on this fucking fine show.
2: Uh, I, I wanted to call in and say I took your advice and I listened to a couple episodes of Hometown Sessions, the Sully ah! podcast.
0: Oh yeah? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah? How'd you like it? <laughs> it? Man, I, I feel like it, it, it definitely gave me <laughs> more of an appreciation for like any podcast I listen to, including you guys. <laughs> um it was it was so bad. And, uh, I listened, like, I took your advice and I listened to the ones, uh, that weren't like musician interviews. So it was just like him hanging out with like, I think just friends of his. Like, I mm-hmm. like, I don't know their roles. Like one guy was a roofer and like, yes, I don't know what the other guy did. Um,
0: dude, but, the uh, worst shit of all time. No, yeah, there's never it, been it a worse so podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. I, it's I, so good. It's so, I'll tell you why it's good. It's because, like, this guy got fucking everything in life. I, 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 don't care what you think about Sully, like, as far as like what he looks like. He's a good-looking guy. You know, he's he's a guy that 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 women uh, would be into, and I don't I don't think he's ugly. He can sing that style that he sings. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound bad. It sounds like there's a lot of people that love that sound. And, uh, well, uh you know, he stinks though. The one thing that was surprising, funny.
2: <laughs> what was surprising though was like, he seems like a pretty nice guy. And like, he was like, ho- like kind of like comically apolitical from at least the ones I listened to, um, or actually watch, um, but like he he talked about his charity a lot that he wants to do, and like he was saying he how wants like to he do. listens to. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was saying like how he like watches like CNN and Fox, and he just seems like confused and like pretty apolitical. Like I I kind of just assumed he'd be right wing and kind of like Aaron Lewis, nah. you know? Maybe uh, I mean at least based on I... like just like their aesthetic and music.
0: Can I say the weirdest thing about him is that he gets incredibly angry at the view that the TV show that n- nobody has to watch ever. Nobody watches that show. It's a fucking show on, on like during the day, like he's talking, imagine he's talking to the fucking guys that listen to God smack about the view is just something that is. It's so nuts. Cause those guys are like, why would I watch the view? <laughs> what is it? Two, year 2000? It's crazy. But yeah, he's just like, like I said, he, 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 he's good at what he does, but he is really not good at podcasting. And it just, he, when I listen to it, it's just a joy.
2: <laughs> he pulled a grease man in the one episode I listened to. And he, uh, he called Jacoby uh yep. to see what he was up to, who didn't answer. Uh, <laughs> so it, it was like it, they were like struggling so bad for content. Like he asked the chat at one point uh, to name some movies so he could like remember some like <laughs> movies that he liked. Uh, he asked I one of the him. co-hosts, "What do you, what do you think about the Matrix?" <laughs>
0: nice <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna have to do also, on the new on the new iteration of the call-in show we're definitely that. gonna have to do some hometown sessions too we'll definitely yeah, watch yeah, hometown. yeah that'd sessions, be
2: amazing I promise
0: because it's so he funny also,
2: they also ordered <laughs> they ordered food in the middle of uh one of the
0: episodes the taco and one. was just like it's a taco tacos. one yeah yeah he says something <laughs> racist in the taco one i think i played it on street fight he said something racist on that one and i was like what uh, uh and i can't remember he got <laughs> mad because he said a mexican works at the taqueria and he thought yeah. that people were going to be offended because he said mexican but because i guess he thinks mexican is a slur but uh yeah very weird very weird yeah, show, and but it's they, great <laughs> yeah then
2: he was like talking about it, it's like oh like like no one's offended if you say an Italian uh, made that pizza. Yep. Uh, but yep. <laughs> as far as uh, as far as politics, so the one really funny thing I thought he said was uh, I, I wrote these, <laughs> I took some notes, uh, and he said uh, he doesn't like radicals, and he'd rather not have them as fans. But he doesn't uh, say like left wing or right wing. He just like doesn't like any yeah. sort of radicals, from what I gathered. <laughs>
0: yep yep yeah be a centrist to be a godsmack yeah. fan
2: yeah he took the, Which is poll funny of the audience uh, with uh with like thumbs up or thumbs down for biden and they were mostly thumbs down yeah he could
0: be conservative if he wants i i you know was he holding out hope he can play at uh biden's next inauguration or something like <laughs> he could be whoever he wants you know who i'll bet you money i know who he likes uh now we can't we can't prove this but uh a lot of these guys really like DeSantis. Uh and I'll bet you oh, that's I'm- who he likes because he let them play live shows during COVID in Florida. That's why they like DeSantis. Not it's not like for any coherent reason. It's because he let them do their fucking concerts there when nobody else would. Um so <laughs> yeah weird fucking guy can't I can't recommend it more uh it might make you go crazy and again November 13th the the call-in show is going to be the sort of new version and maybe we maybe you know I'm like I said I'll still be taking calls but maybe we'll watch a little bit of hometown sessions on here I think I think people who listen to the show will really fucking love that um and thank you for reminding me about it I totally forgot I said that well I got to get the last (laughs) call in
4: Sounds good. Uh, have a good night.
0: You too. Thanks for calling. All right. Last call. I think I know who it is. And, uh, oh, uh, well, hello, Bear. How are you?
5: Oh, I'm doing fantastic tonight. How are you, Brian?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing really, really good, I think. I'm, you know, you're the last caller. I got, you know, nine minutes left in the show, so I think I'm going to pull it off. I got very exciting week uh, yeah. coming up in in my life i got to do two i got to do the wednesday show tomorrow with the guys from seriously wrong s r s l y wrong and uh both of them and uh i am also do in october this week i think is going to be one of the ones that people really talk about with uh with uh Fucking what was I gonna say? With uh, uh Bubba the Love Sponge with John Gabris. I, I think that like there's some nuggets in that show. Uh Gabris worked for a prep company, which a lot of people don't know this, but like morning radio back in the day. Uh, there were these companies called prep companies that the radio station could pay for. And if you wanted to do a certain kind of bit, for example, War of the Roses, which is a a, a bit that radio stations would do where basically it was like a, a dating game for, and you a guy called in and he would send roses to his lover, like was the premise of the thing, right? And uh, the guy calls in. He says i'm sending roses to my lover next thing you know there's another phone call and it's his wife and they fight on the air and uh uh, gabrus worked for the company that was uh the actors in those things that you know people thought were real back in the day so (laughs) it's very fun to talk to somebody who who did it
5: i don't know how to tell you this i still thought they were real in the year 2022 until just now, you, you know, War of the Roses. Actors, I didn't realize they were actors.
0: No, that shit is not real. That is all improv actors. Actually, they get that paid is, uh, money.
5: That's that's even wild. Because paid. yeah, I just assumed they were all real.
0: The parody songs are generally written by prep services. Uh, you know, anytime something really crazy happens on the radio, it probably is an actor from a prep service doing it. You, um,
5: know, you know, I uh, I was a religious listener to Alt-1057 in Atlanta when we still had it. Um, shout out to that radio station for all the aliens that called in tonight. Uh, it's dead now. <laughs> we don't have it anymore. But when I called in, they would never play me, and I never understood why. I guess I know now it's because they don't want random ass people on the air
0: they do i mean they do take calls but they screen, um which is something we don't do and like the the thing is like again yes they take calls they take requests or whatever but they don't play the requests people who think they play the requests are insane uh my brother i, I guess i was called, insane
5: because i i wasn't insane i was a child but you know i i <laughs> i always thought they would play them
0: but you're you're what's happening is that generally luckily for them like the most requests that are coming in are for the most popular songs that are in heavy rotation on the playlist so you know you got a good chance that you know most people will uh, uh most people will be requesting a song that's already in rotation um that, and just do it i mean fair. i don't know what i, I because, never like i remember back in the day my brother called this would have been 96. my little brother was staying at night with his friends and he called the radio station 99.7 the blitz and uh he said can you play corn blind this is before corn's second album and they said no uh they, they said absolutely not we we don't play stuff like that because nobody wants to hear it and uh that was the first time it ever dawned on me but like the the a lot of times i don't know about how re how often they play requests but uh i just i don't think they i don't i think that most of the calls they get are people asking for the most popular song that they're already about to play <laughs> you know. <laughs>
5: Something that I never thought about was usually I'd call in and request a song when I was, like, fucking doing homework, listening to the radio, or, like, in the car with my family or whatever. So I guess, like, I always just assumed that they played the request by the time I, like, was done listening to the radio. And now I'm starting to realize that's probably part of what they relied on, too, was, like, people stopping listening. Mm -hmm. People don't just listen to the radio for hours on end
0: yeah yeah unless they're driving and if you're driving you're generally listening to something else because you're driving a long distance is is what i mean but like uh yeah Yeah. a lot of that radio stuff that that like yeah i just have kind of learned over the years from being like obsessed with radio uh is 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 definitely there is an underbelly of like things that you know sort of happen where you know uh, they hire improv actors to be the other side of a prank call because it's illegal to do prank calls. So you can't do prank calls on the radio unless you get permission to play it, unless you're in like Vegas, I think. So you have to act like crank anchors. They had to make that show in Vegas so that... Uh, uh, really. If legal to play the stuff, yeah, I just learned that this week because I was going to do a big... I was going to do a investigation on if the calls are real because I've just listened to too many fake... I, I Just everything seems so fake now to me. Every prank call seems fake to me, except for like the ones Chris does because I think the only reason the ones that Chris does don't seem fake to me is because I know they're not for 100% sure, you know?
5: Yeah. I mean the idea of a prank call has always seemed kind of ridiculous to me. Cause like I knew fucking like pranksters and junksters and stuff. No, one did prank calls. No one was calling into places just to bother them. You know, yeah, We did. like they were always, well, I, I never fucking met anyone who actually did prank calls. Just people who talked about them, you know, they're like, Oh no, that's it's all funny, we did. but no one ever did it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's all we did some days. I mean, here's the funny thing. Um, back in uh uh when I was a kid somebody we are me and my friends were always in trouble we were always in the principal's office and uh I don't know who it was or or what happened but one of us stole the roster for the school and it had all of the uh phone numbers uh of all the students so we were pranking people constantly we were pranking businesses uh you know we would we would call like uh uh the hardware store and ask them if they have hex nuts and then you know do the whole where do you buy your underwear which doesn't make sense but it's still kind of still kind of a nice little goof to say underwear I guess to a guy on the phone (laughs) but like prank calls don't work most people just hang up on you when they you don't get to do a whole long prank call with anybody that doesn't happen
5: I do have one prank call story that wasn't a prank call um, me. I was driving around with my friend, right? And we were high as balls. I mean, probably the highest we've ever been in our lives, just driving around. Right. And we sell this truck for a shelving company. And I was like, why don't we call them and ask if they have shelves? That'll be funny. And then of yeah. course they were just like, yeah, we sell shelves. And then my friend was like, ask him if he has mahogany. Cause he thought that would be funny. And so I did, and he started explaining to me why no one would use mahogany for shelves. And then I just bullshit, and I was like, oh, well, I'm actually just a contractor for this older couple remodeling their house. And then I just got sucked into an hour-and-a-half phone call where this guy seriously wanted to go to this couple's house, and I completely fucking made it off. And we were, like, panicking and shit. So really, we were the ones getting pranked at that point
0: yeah that's a long call number one not a funny one when you're wait I don't know it's very hard uh I don't have the killer instinct for that kind of stuff Chris has asked me to do stuff with them and and I'm always willing to uh but I always tell him like I just don't have the killer instinct I don't have it in me to even like the guys Chris is being mean to are fucking pieces of garbage but I would totally feel guilty even like on the call with like a nazi even like or like alt-right guy i would just be like oh i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to waste your time sir
5: i'm comfortable fucking with people but something about being on the phone um when i'm on the phone like i just i, I don't know i don't have the, the ability to quit like i do in person you know might, be too, young. might be too but just, just being on the phone, it like fucked me up, fucked up my rhythm.
0: True. Zach H asked if anybody's old enough to remember the Jerky Boys. Yes. Uh, I fucking loved the Jerky Boys. And me and Brett, for a while, were listening to Jerky Boys calls before we recorded the show. Uh, for like, there was this period of time where there was one, uh, fuck, I can't remember the one we listened to. It's, it's the one where the guy's like, stop that stopped it and uh also uh do I bring with the Saul Saul Rosenberg going to the eye doctor and it just that one's so funny because he's like should I bring my shoes and I don't know why that always made me laugh <laughs> but it was uh it's you have to listen to jerky boys bear I think you would gain some Respect for prank calls, if you listen to Longmont Potion Castle and "Jerky Boys," I think, or uh, terrorizing telemarketers was a really fucking funny one. Some of the stuff okay, is more see, problematic.
5: I uh, was picking up the phone and fucking with telemarketers when they call us. that's our thing. That's what's more common. and we can do that for. Yeah, hours.
0: Tell- terrorizing telemarketers is a a a thing where jim florentine who's a comic he put his he he got a phone number and he put it on every list he could get it on and then he would answer and fuck with them and record the calls and um it's pretty funny it's it's so funny
5: yeah i i i get that one that one i can do and i understand it's hilarious especially it you're like really like dude I I my favorite thing to do is just to be like do that like short-term memory loss thing that people do sometimes you know where they're like yeah sure I'll do that and they're like great when do you want to start they're like start what you know like like doing that. I I can talk with them in circles for hours doing that it's just so fucking funny
0: I mean sale sales guys will eat shit so much uh uh just because they think they might be able to turn you into a sale and that's what I the terrorizing telemarketers thing by Florentine to me was always funny because he did get a lot of like like uh, uh sales calls where he would you know act like somebody's dying in the room or something like that and a guy would be like when do you want me to call you back and shit like that like and it just kind of showed what it's like to work sales i don't know i i kind of uh you know there is you know an art what? to pranks that prank calls that i love
5: do you know what's wild brian and I don't think many people would air these. But what is wild and even more hilarious to me, I've got a few of these. Uh, my boyfriend can corroborate this story. Uh, I have had multiple telemarketers call me, especially foreign ones, and I'll say something, and then they just lose their shit and start like violently threatening me. I had one start yelling I that he was going to bomb too. my house.
0: I love that. that is like I love I, that.
5: I, 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 you won. That one, I wasn't even like... Franking him. He called me and he told me about like Viagra or some shit. And I said, Hey, you know what, dude? Fuck you. And he just lost it. And he was like, I'm going to bomb your house. I'm going to kill your wife. I'm going to injure. Like, I'm like, Whoa, man. <laughs> like what yeah. the hell?
0: You can make people mad for sure. Well, bear, it's good to talk to you. I'm going to go lay down
5: before we and,
0: go. Uh, okay.
5: On am on behalf of uh, all the ATLians that called in tonight, can I give an official street fight opinion on fish and grits?
0: Go for it. You can do that. Yes. I don't like fish, though, what, so what, I can't what it corroborate.
5: Oh, you're not, you're not a fan of fish?
0: That's disappointing. I don't eat fish. No, ever. Really. I'm sorry. I, I eat tuna on like sushi, but that's it. Like I, I hate fish. It just and tuna like doesn't have a ton of flavor, which is why I like I like scallops. Like if it was scallops and grits, I could definitely give you that. But uh, uh what would you do like
5: shrimp and grits too.
0: Oh, I don't like shrimp. That stuff creeps me out. It's like a bug. Oh well, I'm, I've had shrimp twice in my life. Yeah, I'm a freak. But uh. You know, I'm sure we'll hear some Nea Tuna 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 Fish, uh forever since breakfast is having me singing the tuna song, which again I'll be able to play that on the new version of the call in show, which is November thirteenth, is when that should start. Oh yeah Um Bear, I think thank you for calling and there will always be room for you on the call in show.
5: Fuck yeah. We'll see you next week, man.
0: Yeah, peace. All right, everybody, I'm going to go watch some foreign crime shows. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. I think yeah. the delay is a lot shorter now. So that's really great. Um, again, seriously wrong and Chucktober Bubba the love sponge with John Gabris this week. Uh, no call-in show next Sunday because I will just be getting back from Gatlinburg but after that I will not be taking any more time off till December when I'm going to take a month off again and uh, just record a bunch of shows ahead But eh, we'll talk about that later Uh, peace oh man there's some good looking ladies Uh, in here man This ought to cheer you up a little bit, Alice. You know, (laughs) I can't help it, man. I still think about her. Yeah, I know it's hard to forget sometimes. Yeah, it's it's rough sometimes.
2: Excuse me, Mr. O'Neill. There's a young lady over at the bar asking for you.
0: Nobody knows I'm here.
2: Well, I'm afraid she was quite insistent.
0: Oh no, it's her. Well, don't stand there, man. Go over and say something to her. But I don't know what to say to her, man. If you still care, it won't be hard.
4: It's been a long time. I can never think I was going to see you again.